What's better than Anchor's podcast creation tools? Nothing. Mankind has always searched for evidence of God's perfection, and we found it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the lesser of the podcast platforms like Stitcher. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've made $5, and I've been doing this for three months. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Have the people at work been needling you? Have your children been clawing at you, demanding your attention and food? It's time to go to bed, and it's time to hear a bedtime story here on Bedtime with Glenn. Let me whisper a uh, classic fairy tale softly in your ear. As I also give you a content warning, most fairy tales are horrible with a lot of murder and other adult things that I don't really want to talk about out loud. But luckily there's not a lot of swearing. So nuzzle up, bury that head in your little pillow, pull that blanket up to your chin, and enjoy Bedtime with Glenn. Today we read the Brothers Grimm fairy tale, Briar Rose. So snuggle up in bed and get ready. Once upon a time there lived a king and a queen who had no children. And this they lamented very much. But one day as the queen was walking by the side of the river, a little fish lifted its head out of the water and said, Your wish will be fulfilled and you shall soon have a daughter. What the little fish had foretold soon came to pass. That's weird. And the queen had a little girl who was so very beautiful that the king could not cease looking at her for for joy and determined to hold a great feast. So he invited not only his relations and his friends and neighbors, but also all the fairies, that they might be kind and good to his little daughter. Now there were thirteen fairies in his kingdom, and he had only twelve golden dishes for them to eat off of, so he was obliged to leave one of the fairies without an invitation. The rest came, and after the feast was over, they gave all their best gifts to the little princess. One gave her virtue, another beauty, and another riches, and so on and so on, until all that was uh, was was excellent in the world. When the eleven had done blessing her, the thirteenth, who had not been invited, and was very angry on the account, came in and determined to take her revenge. So she cried out, The king's daughter shall in her fifteenth year be wounded by a spindle and fall down dead. Then the twelfth, who had not yet given her gift, I was kind of wondering why I jumped from eleven to thirteen, came forward and said that the bad wish must be fulfilled, but that she could soften it, and that the king's daughter shall not die, but fall asleep for a hundred years. But the king hoped to save his dear child from the threatened evil, in order that all the spindles in the kingdom should be brought up and destroyed. All the fairy's gifts were in the meantime fulfilled, for the princess was so beautiful and well-behaved and amiable and wise that everyone who knew her loved her. 
Now it happened that on that very day when she was 15 years old, the king and queen were not at home. Which is dumb. You'd think they'd be super worried about it and stick around and just watch her. And she was left alone in the palace. She roamed about by herself and looked at all the rooms and chambers, till at last she came to an old tower, to which there was a narrow staircase ending with a little door. In the door there was a golden key, and when she turned it, the door sprang open. And there sat an old lady spinning away very busily. Why, how now, good mother, said the princess. What are you doing there? Spinning, said the old lady, and nodded her head. How prettily that little thing turns around, said the princess, and took the spindle and began to spin. But scarcely had she touched it before the prophecy was fulfilled and she fell down lifeless on the ground. However, she was not dead, but had only fallen into a deep sleep. And the king and the queen, who had just come home, and all their court fell asleep too. And the horses slept in the stables, and the dogs in the yard, and the pigeons on the housetop, and the flies on the walls. Even the fire on the hearth left off blazing and went to sleep. And the meat that was roasting stood still. And the cook, who was at that moment pulling the kitchen boy by the hair to give him a box on the ear for something he had done amiss, let him go. And both fell asleep. So everything stood still and slept soundly. A high hedge of thorns soon grew around the palace, and every year it became higher and thicker, till at last the whole palace was surrounded and hidden, so that not even the roof of the chimneys could be seen. But there went a report through all the land of the beautiful sleeping Briar Rose, and thus was the king's daughter called, so that from time to time several king's sons came and tried to break through the thicket into the palace. This they could never do. For the thorns and the bushes laid hold of them, as it were, with their hands, and they were stuck fast and died miserably. After many, many years, there came another king's son into that land, and an old man who told him the story of the thicket of thorns, and how a beautiful palace stood behind it, in which was a wondrous princess called Briar Rose, asleep with all the court. He told, too, how he had heard from his grandfather that many, many princes had come and had tried to break through the thicket, but had stuck fast and died. Then the young prince said, All this shall not frighten me. I will go and see Briar Rose. The old man tried to dissuade him, but he persisted in going. Now that very day the hundred years were completed and the prince came to the thicket, he saw nothing but beautiful flowering shrubs though which he passed with ease, and they closed after him as firm as ever. Then he came to the last palace, and there in the yard lay the dogs asleep, and the horses in the stables, and on the roof sat the pigeons fast asleep with their heads under their wings, and when he came into the palace, the flies slept on the walls, and the cook in the kitchen was still holding up her hand as if she were to beat the boy, and the maid sat back with a black fowl in her hand, ready to be plucked. Then he went on still further, and all was so still that he could hear every breath he drew, till at last he came to the old tower and opened the door of the little room in which Briar Rose was, and there she lay fast asleep and looked so beautiful that he could not take his eyes off and stooped down to, to give her a kiss, which isn't aggressive or creepy or just generally wrong. But the moment he kissed her, 
She opened her eyes and awoke and smiled upon him, not creeped out at all in any way, shape, or form. Then they went out together, and presently the king and queen also awoke, and all the court, and they gazed on each other with great wonder. And the horses got up and shook themselves, and the dogs jumped out and barked, and pigeons shook their heads from under their wings, and looked about and flew into the fields. The flies on the walls buzzed away, and the fire in the kitchen blazed up and cooked the dinner, and the roast meat turned around again. Oh, like that didn't go bad in a hundred years. And the cook gave the boy the box on his ear so that he cried out, and the maid went on plucking the fowl. And then was the wedding of the prince and the briar rose celebrated, and they lived happily together all their lives. And there you go. The story of Briar Rose. What did we learn? That if a fairy is uninvited to a party, she gets real fussy and will curse you. So, you can't break a curse, but you can soften it, is what another fairy did, and uh, slept for a hundred years. Apparently, if everything sleeps for a hundred years, it preserves and doesn't rot or get old or gross, uh, including meat. Sitting on the fireplace is sleeping, I guess. Uh, if you're a beautiful sleeping woman, you, uh, you, you just deserve to get kissed. You're asking for it. So that's something to keep in mind. If you see a sleeping woman, kiss her. She'll love it. And, uh, and that's about it. Only princes can do anything. You've learned that too. So I hope you enjoyed that story and that you'll come back for another one. Uh, as I, Sweetly whisper stories into your ears as you sleep. Good night. <laughs>